Hi there and welcome to episode 75 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keyes of the Writing Guy, helping professionals to find their voice, write human and change the world with their words. So today, the 16th of March, is one of the few days in my year where each year I know exactly what and how I'm going to celebrate. Uh, You know, besides my birthday and Christmas Day, the 16th of March has special significance for me. (laughs) And that is that on this day, in the year 1244, in the Languedoc, in the southwest region of France, a beautiful, basically mountainous region of the French Pyrenees, or close to the French Pyrenees, uh, near Carcassonne and Toulouse, Uh, On this day in 1244, about 210 uh, heretic, heretics, men and women, uh, voluntarily threw themselves into, onto a a burning pyre, um, rather than recant their beliefs. So what this was all about, just very briefly, was that um, in the early 13th century in southwestern France, in the Languedoc, uh, a, a sect of heretics called the Cathars or the Albigensians, the Albigeois, uh, because that was the name. The Albigeois is the is another uh, word for the region of, of Languedoc. Um, a sect of heretics called the Cathars or Albigensians. You might have heard the, of the Albigensian Crusade. Um, became very very popular. Um, and effectively displaced Catholicism, which of, of course was the predominant religion of the of the day, uh, to the extent that um, you know Catholic masses were no longer celebrated, and more people followed uh, both peasants and and, uh, and lords and, and barons supported and followed the uh, this this Cathar heresy, and. Um, Essentially, as you might expect, you know, this kind of rather pissed off the Pope of the day, innocently, I think it was Innocent II. And eventually there was a crusade called the Albigensian Crusade led against the, the Cathars. Um, and even though officially the, the Cathars sort of surrendered or, or, or yeah, effectively surrendered at the Treaty of Maupay in 1229, because of their because of their innate popularity and because they were just so part of the fabric of the society of the day, um, the the heresy lingered and survived, and the headquarters, if you like, the head and the headquarters of the uh, of of Catharism, and the Cathar resistance was this amazing mountain top chateau called the Chateau de Montségur, which. Um, is still there, although it's been replaced now by it was replaced in the seventeenth century, and and um, this whole thing is the subject of a of a of a, a novel that I write, I wrote or tried to write, goodness, almost exactly thirty years ago, uh, I wrote I know a hundred thousand words of a historical novel uh, set in this time period about the Cathars, and and to my kind of shame, it's still gathering dust in the garden shed. Uh, I found it really, really hard to write to write a, a fully fledged novel, uh, just to to create characters that leap off the page and and come alive. But 
you know, given that I'm now 30 years older than when I wrote the first draft, and maybe I'll revisit it. But anyway, that, that's another story. But anyway, the, if you can imagine this, this mountaintop castle that dominates the, 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 the countryside around and most incredible views, and this, this was the, the, the heart and the head of the Cathar resistance and the heretics. And the French forces had tried repeatedly to, to take it and um, were unable to. It was so well defended in such an elevated position. And I actually, I've climbed up to the, you know, you can get up there today. And I'm, I've walked up there and I actually spent the night by myself up there on this on this craggy mountaintop eerie where really you can only, the, the only sort of, the only life is kind of the eagles that come and swoop down. It's a, a magical place anyway. That was besieged in 1243 and eventually by the French troops and eventually they, they took Montségur. Montségur, by the way, is, is Occitan or Occitanian for a safe mountain, Montségur, um, M-O-N-T-S-E-G-U-R. And it's a really magical place. But anyway, um, in, in 1244, after a nine-month siege, and uh, there's, there's a- allegations of a betrayal by an insider uh, that enabled some Basque mountaineers to clamber up the steep side of the sheer side of the mountain and gain a foothold. And they were able to position a small mangonel, a catapult, on a ledge uh, which they eventually used to break down the, the, you know, the walls of the of the citadel, and eventually over over overran it. And um, in March, the defenders, the the heretics, and the the, the, the people defending them, there were about five hundred people up there at the time. You can you imagine this being just bombarded night and day by rocks and stones and boulders, and eventually the the walls crumbled and they surrendered. And the French, I think it's Hugues des Arcis, the French commander, basically offered them their freedom on condition they recant or reject or repudiate their beliefs. Basically, uh, the, the, you know, the Cathar belief, the Cathars believed in two co-eternal gods, the god of love and the god of evil, which of course was really counter to Catholic, Catholic uh, sort of ideology and, and theology. So they were deemed heretics, but they were loved. They were really loved because they were, they were, they were also, no, the Cathari is actually Greek for Cathari pure because they were good people that lived very pure. They fasted, um, they, they, they did good deeds. They were generally, the, the community took them into its heart and they were loved and revered. And, um, uh, the priests were known as perfecti, the perfect ones, and they had a they had a blessing called the consolamentum. Anyway, when they surrendered, the French basically said, "You can go free if you recant your beliefs." And of course, none of them, not one of them, refused to reject or repudiate or recant their beliefs. And they they allegedly willingly threw themselves onto onto a burning pyre. Um, about two hundred and ten of them, and that signaled the end of the the Cathar heresy. But it just seems fitting, and I'll I'll close in a minute, so I feel like I've rambled a lot today, but um, it's sort of fitting because I mentioned yesterday in a clear and present threat to democracy that we are still having to fight for our freedoms, you know, seven, eight hundred years later when these people were fighting for freedom of, of belief and freedom of faith. (laughs) 
you know, our freedom of speech and freedom of protest, peaceful protest is, is under threat from this draconian new bill, the police crime sentencing and courts bill that, that is going through Parliament uh, being debated this week. So really, you know, as the French say, plus ça change, plus ça change, plus c'est la même chose. The more it changes, the more it stays the same. So on that slightly depressing note, um, think about the people who willingly died in the most gruesome and horrendous way in order to preserve their beliefs. On the 16th of March, 1244, at the foot of a gloriously beautiful mountain called Montségur that had been their headquarters for many, many years. So thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow for episode 76. Bye now.